There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. <laughs> Please go off. I can't get it off. So for Hercules, you know you had the link, right? With the, yeah. the StreamYard link. All you had to do was say, hey, Hercules. My friend, here's the link. See mm. below. Oh, I, see uh, I see what you're saying. Mm. <laughs> I, was, I was out, like I said before, though. So I didn't mm. have my computer to do it properly. Mm. Jimmy, your, yeah. uh, your mic isn't working. I know, because I don't have my mic. I'm... Oh, I see. You don't give a shit. What's on your chin? Are you toothpaste? <laughs> no, I got like a little, uh, little rash or something. Oh, oh, that's, oh no! This Oh shit! I put cream Jimmy. on. <laughs> what is going on with Jimmy Brennan? That could be shingles, right? Oh it no! Could be shingles, like oh, you starts in your eye. My is sister there a- Bonnie had shingles. It was awful. Awful. I hear it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Dubs, Uh-oh, is there Jimmy. a nerve? Is I've there a nerve it. pathway from the eye to the chin? Mm, well, you your phrenic your phrenic nerve is really important to your vagal tone and down regulating, and that's. Innervated all through your face. What the fuck did you say? What? Yeah. Say that again. Yes. She said something about vagina. Is all <laughs> the I heard. Answer is yes. <laughs> and Jimmy has the disease that we're going to be fundraising for through the community. <laughs> we discovered it's herpes. Uh, it's the herp. Uh, yes, yeah, funny prime, everyone. Fucking it's news and dubs. <laughs> that was dubs. That was Jimmy and his his new friend on this. <laughs> JC is here and Craig's here and Wong is here. I'm Shams. Um, hey, later today we've got another podcast dropping. MLS Box to Box with uh, Hercules Gomez today. 
very excited about that. So keep keep tuned to your feeds. That'll be recorded around about midday our time here in Toronto. And uh, we'll drop it, what, mid-afternoon, I guess, JC? Wonga? Yeah. Yeah. Around about there. Drive I'm home. looking forward to that one. Eastern time, drive home. Yeah. Uh, lots of MLS coverage so far this week. Uh, we did our three questions, of course, for all of our uh, MLS teams here in Canada, Montreal, TFC, and Vancouver. Um, today's Flaccid 4. We'll get to that later. Um, off the top, though, we do need to talk about some news items which broke throughout the week. Um, I guess the big one, we have another name for Canada Soccer's General Secretary, Kevin Blue, is is the new person in charge, we think, unless he walks out the day he's begin to start. <laughs> um, but well, fingers can you crossed. Imagine? Wait a second. Didn't he do that promo video where he was walking in? Can you imagine if he just kept walking out? <laughs> <laughs> they just gave us the first part of the video. Yeah, and he just kind of goes, hey, and I'm out of here. Thank you. By the end of it, that would have been fantastic. I'm glad you brought that up, though. Sharma, sure, sorry to interrupt, but I have to mention it because I won't get a chance to. That wasn't just on a whim. They thought about that. You know, like. I'm fine with um, it. People are, are, are making fun. I'm fine with it. Yeah, why not? Oh, it's, it's I'm, I'm making fun. No, no, I, I know you are. Lots of people video. are. Yeah, it's what a minute. Do Sit down. Is nah. it? Do we need polished videos now? No, I'd rather something I'm not more authentic. Polished and like high production value. Sitting like, down, high production. Take a second. Just stop walking. I no, the walk know. and talk. Honestly, the walk and talk. You know this, Dubs. I'm sure you do. The walk and talk is not easy. That's right, true. it's one of the hardest things in media. If you can handle the walk and talk, and I thought he did a pretty good job. <laughs> I can then, multitask. Then I'm perfect for this job. <laughs> yeah, walking and talking hey, at the same time. When you're so busy, you got no time to sit down. Hmm? Right, he's probably That's going to an important meeting. Right? right, right. Craig is on his way to a really important meeting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was on his way to Chipotle. <laughs> he's going to get a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you got to feed the brain, right? No, but listen, um, we'll, we'll see. He, he's got pretty great resume with uh, Canada golf and in U.S. college sports. Nothing in football, though. Is that a concern, Jimmy, for you, do you think? Uh, listen, he obviously has uh, a talent to r- about raising funds. We've seen that in the States, certainly, with college sports. Um, does it translate to football in Canada? I, I don't know. We're going to find out. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't I don't know anymore, Sharms. I just look if they think this is the right person, then you know, good good luck to them. I hope he comes in and does a does a great job. Um, it just seems that most most times now within sports, you know, especially in the football world, if you don't have a football background but you've got a, a good business acumen, then you'll get the job. So you know, does he does he have to have a expertise in football? Probably not. If he hires the right people around him to look after the football. And then he deals with the business. Um, but I couldn't see him going hands-on with the football and technical side because it just wouldn't make sense. So I'm sure he'll put people in place to make sure that that side of the business is done properly. And then he'll look after the other part. I think from a foundational perspective, though, like having, as you said, the business acumen, the background, a proven track record in terms of um leaving places in, in, in better stead than he came into them, like went to Stanford, then he was the athletic director at UC Davis, but not mistaken, and then very successful at Golf Canada. So a guy who obviously is knowledgeable and has success in the commercial and partnership sector, that's what we want, I think, first and foremost. 
make sure that Canada soccer is well anchored in that regard. And as you said, Jimmy, which is a really important point, I think he seems like a guy who's smart enough to realize when he's out of his depth. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, I think, um, important thing to glean from a minute and a half walking video. But I, I think I, I understand that he's not going to put himself into a position where he's going to be out of his comfort zone. He's going to surround himself with people who know what they're talking about. And it did take Canada soccer a while to get here. So my concern is how long does it take to get those right people in place? But I think that they will come. And so then the sporting side will be well taken care of as well. But from a leadership perspective, I think Canada soccer looks to be in good hands with this hire. The word is gleam. He's also more importantly, I think, uh, and what I took from the release there is that he's a, a national thought leader. <laughs> well, read and a national thought leader. I saw that and I was like, you guys, any chance we get when you talk about footy prime, any publication, any of the podcasts <laughs> yes. we're on any TV and just say, we are national thought leaders. Well, not collectively. National thought leaders. The group of us become one national thought leader. One big brain. The brain trust. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of line, though. Isn't that the kind of line you you see someone else write about you and you cringe? Oh, did you have to put that in there? No, I think you're happy about it because then you can point to the first time someone used it and you reuse it and do the humble brag all over the that is not a humble brag that is no 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 it is it is like in your linkedin like if you let's we're we're all gonna link in with uh with mr blue he sounds like (laughs) he should be part of reservoir dogs yeah it's true (laughs) who was blue who was blue in reservoir dogs oh we're gonna have to look it up but he's he's deeper skimmy he he was he was cheap with the tip that's what we heard about mr blue he's not a great tipper um was it harvey cartel no i don't know it was it was someone Mr. James Marsden, oh, Chevy, James right? Marsden, is he going to cut someone's ear off? Is that how this ends? <laughs> it might, it might end that way. But that's an audacious line. I think if that if that's self proclaimed, good on you, Kevin Blue. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't National think it is. Thought leader. I don't think anyone. I mean, the line is Kevin also emerged as a widely read national thought leader on issues related to the financial structure of U.S. college sports. His essay. Rising expenses in college sports and the nonprofit paradox. So he writes essays too, right? So that's, no he's a thought leader. That's prolific. I, I like people who can write. Charms, Amy. I wrote a good one today, by the way, about Fonzie. I did. I left. I left Jimmy and Craig off because we saw how Jimmy wrote Border. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Listen, that was a great promo board, by the way, for uh, Hercules. It was a fantastic. You know, especially trying, to, after trying, to fix, trying to fix a little presentation. <laughs> hours to, to do. Yeah. And the one thing, and then, I, then I jumped on Instagram to try to <laughs> add something else. And the one thing you pick apart is border. I'm like, you guys are assholes. I'm exhausted from being on Spectacular. You're a spectacular it's like man. Great clip with Norm MacDonald on Conan years ago. And it was an actress, I forget who it was, I think she, Courtney Thorne Smith, maybe, and she's a, yeah, part of this shit movie. And they were Mirror's making place. fun of her for it. It was called yeah. Chairman of the Board. With and Norm top. was like, Yeah, Norm, Norm was like, You mean Chairman of the B O R E D? The clip's amazing. I didn't do it just. Box office poison. 
That's my <laughs> yeah. that's my family line. Whenever my 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 daughter or wife bring out a board game, I say, "Oh God, a board game really b o r e d because they're so boring." Name me one fun board game. Name one. There isn't one. Doesn't Scrabble. exist. They're all boring. Scrabble. Mousetrap. <laughs> Mousetrap. Yes. Yeah. What's Mousetrap? Isn't that a theater production? Operation is kind of fun. That's yeah. If you're drinking, also can be very dangerous. Mm. Do you guys remember Perfection? That gave me fits when I was a kid. Was that the kind of the, the time the, it goes you up would and the press the board down, okay. and then you had uh, you know thirty seconds to put in all the pieces to kind of Tetris like the way that they fit in as a puzzle, and yes. then it and then, would start to shake and then explode. <laughs> no, we've all been there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> chairman of the you know the explosion board, <laughs> and it was never described as perfection, eh, JC? <laughs> No, no, like, oops. Just that's 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 done. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll leave myself out. Thanks for having me. Imperfection. Sorry. More like. God. Um, oh, well. TFC are busy this week as well. Oh, by the way, we'll try and get Kevin Blue on the show at some point. I put the request in, so we'll see what, what happens there. I'm very curious about the plans. And obviously, it'll take a while to settle in and figure out what the hell is going on at Candle Soccer. That'll take a while. Uh, but TFC. Craig uh, made, made a move this week as well. Um, so exciting. They made a trade with Cincinnati International Russell Spot for GAM. And then they brought in Matty Longstaff from England to TFC, former Newcastle prodigy. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't play too many games, scored in his debut. I think 20 games or so, scored three or four goals. I remember when he broke through with his brother, Sean, and he did look pretty tasty. Um, if you're a TFC fan, Craig, are you excited? Are you wary given the, the recent history with the knee injury? Well, somewhat, but I'm sure he was checked out properly. He's 24. Um, I was taught because he was on loan, actually, at Colchester United. So I got a hold of Richard Hall, former teammate of mine at West Ham, who has been at Colchester for several years doing various jobs from coaching and just scouting. And uh, I was asking about how he did there. And he said, oh, because I think that Toronto FC have got somebody that will do very well at that level. He's got lots of energy. The boy can play. Um, not the biggest uh, player in the world, but he thinks he, he will do very well here. So, And, and what, what I saw him at Newcastle, uh, the few times I saw him play, I always liked the way he played. So I, I think they've got themselves a, a good player. And, and hopefully he stays healthy and fit, because if he does, I think he'll, he'll contribute a lot. It's funny, eh, with TFC's fan base and how suspicious they are of everything and how wary they are of everything. There's a lot of guarded, I would say guarded optimism with this one, Jimmy. Like, hmm, we'll see. I don't know. He played League Two recently. I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. Um, how about you, Jimmy? Uh, I think with TFC fans, they're, they're, I think they're in a place where they're a club where they expect players to come here that have got a name that have got a good background that have played at high level and you can see over social media a lot of people are uh you know he's played lower league you know on went out and loan played a few games for newcastle had a knee injury is it a is it a massive signing for the club no and i think that's what they're looking at going no he's not a massive massive signing for us is he going to be a, a game changer a lot of people don't think so but you never know how he's going to react and how he's going to settle in and i know craig craig was saying you know he's got lots of energy and that's great but you know this is an athletic league a very athletic league and uh you know he's got to bring that that technical aspect that's going to make a a difference 
especially in this in this team. So time will tell. If it's a, is it a massive signing? No, it's not. But maybe he's an individual that can can help. As much as um, maybe fans are looking down their noses at him and where he's coming from, do you think he's the type of player, like the profile that he is in Forrest, what you learned about him, where he's going to come in and, and eat up some minutes right away? Like, is he going to maybe fight for a starting role or significant minutes? Well, I mean, that all depends. I mean, he's going to have to fight for a position. I mean, going by the last game, I don't think John is going to make many changes from the from the last game. Um, there was a couple, I'm not sure, well, Richie is managing with that injury picked up, but um, yeah, he'll have to fight like a fight, fight like everybody else for a position in that side. And if they keep well, playing well and they do well, like I saw the first game and that, that actual commitment that all the players played in, it's going to be competition for spots. And that's exactly what he wants. Yeah, and he's, I, come, he's not coming in as a high price either. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. just an added piece to, a, I think the, a decent squad, a, a better than decent in my eyes. Yeah, I think he'll uh, he'll be coming here. It won't, but they probably didn't pay much for him either. And he'll probably be thinking, you know, this is a good step for me coming to a big club, Major League Soccer, to to get my career going again after the injury that I've had. Well, I mean, he's a free agent, right? Uh, yeah. Newcastle yeah. released him, so I'm not sure what the wages are, but we'll find out because, you know, MLS are happy to, to, to divulge that. And it's a two-year deal, right, plus an option, I believe. So, I mean, they've obviously done some homework and, there's a sense of, of belief behind this kid. So we'll, we'll see. Um, if he's close to his brother, Sean, be pretty uh, pretty decent signing. Um, hey, Dubs, do you see Paul Pogba got four-year ban? I mean, it's not a surprise. That's the end of Pogba, isn't it, it seems, sadly. Yeah, I would think so. And I think he's proclaiming his, his innocence. But as it pertains to, to bans that we've seen recently, is four years, do you think that, that's fairly strict or is that kind of what you would expect? Cause it was for testosterone. I believe it's strict, isn't it? What do you yeah. mean? It's way up there. It is there's, way there's up there. For, for- I've been, I've been tracking, you know, I've always pretty familiar with what's going on in track as we know, and football and basketball mm-hmm. four years is harsh. Mm-hmm. It's not, Hey, you can continue with your career in a couple of years or, begin training in a year, you know, like Ivan Tony was caught gambling on matches. And this this guy got, you know, saying, hey, I don't know. I I, I think four years is crazy. Well in track one in track, generally speaking, it's two years, isn't it? Yeah, the Olympic guys get two years and then they get to clean themselves up. Um so I, I don't know. You know, this is it's it's the other thing is this is only his first time with this, right? Uh, I've never. Yes, it's not like it's not like you've been caught multiple times. Four years is usually mm. in that second second time where you're like, oh, and that is kind of end of career, and it makes sense. But if Ben could, Johnson rule, kind of. What's that third so what, time? What would you think is worse? Would it be betting on your own team or taking a banned substance? I mean, they're both not good, but which one do you think <laughs> would be punished more? Well, what about on betting own, on another team? Betting on your own team to lose would be yes, <laughs> yeah. right. It's cheating, regardless. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is more cheating yeah. than gambling, unless no, of course I, you're against your team. I think Jimmy's on to something. There should be there should be layers to it. You know, you have to dive deep and see what like the subtleties are, not to find out what the motivations are. But there's a difference in the substance side between testosterone 
and sort of, um, I don't know, like uh, blood doping and things like that that are going to directly affect your performance versus like marijuana or something like that that might even impede it. So, Math. you know, are those given the same ban? You know, is it, the, what do you say, meth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you know, well, I think gambling is gambling. Gambling. I don't think whether you're betting on your own team or the opposition or the league or something else, I think that that should be harshly punished. I do They're very well. different things. I mean, it's like saying, you know, murder and theft, both real bad, different, different crimes should both be punished severely. Um, in the, in the case of, doping and, and just performance enhancing drugs. I mean, for so many years, cycling was the poster sport for this. And all the cycling people screamed, it's not just us. Other sports have this problem as well. And, and soccer very much stuck its head in the sand, I think. Yeah, so maybe the, people. It's not just us. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. But like I mean, in, in this case, is this the beginning of something? Is this a message being sent? Is he the scapegoat, Craig, do you think? Is this a case of like, let's make an example of this guy. Because we, you know, we need to a look like we're doing something to the public. Secondly, we've got to scare, you know, our our players off from doing such things. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. It definitely the statement. Is he is he uh, putting an appeal on this? I wonder if he's going to. Yes, yeah. I believe he is. He might be like a, a little bit, but it is sending a message for sure. I mean, look what happened to baseball. I mean, you look at. That disaster down there and how they were policing it or not policing the Major League Baseball for so many years. I mean, the Olympic Games wouldn't even let them in. You can't police yourself. We're not letting you come in Olympic Games. What chance have you got? So, so, it, so it says the 30-year-old will appeal the decision with the Court of Arbitration for Sport. So he hasn't yet, but he will okay. be. Yeah. It's, and that's sorry, sorry for jumping in there, Craig. I just want to give you also, um, in his 30s already, he, he's mm-hmm. broken down physically. We know that. We saw it this time in Manchester United. It's easy That's to make an example of a drugs. guy. Yeah, well, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's easy to make an example of a guy that's his career's kind of done anyway, isn't yeah. it? That being said, it's sad because Paul Pogba at his best was, was arguably the, the top midfielder in world football. And we forget that during the World Cup run, his days at Juventus. I mean, this guy was it was a hundred million pound player. Don't forget, he was just so elegant out there. What a footballer he was, mm-hmm. and now he's going to be tarnished by this, unfortunately. Well, Maybe he's trying to reclaim those days, I guess, via he, the he laid his head. He has, I guess. Um, I wonder if this. What, what can we take to, to revisit our youth and get? become better podcasters meth i just want to add to that though i don't know if i've talked about it on the podcast before like because we were tested um so rigorously over the course of my career whether i was in nebraska and then we would get tested by the conference by the league by the school mm. and then at the same time for the ccs which governed um all of the national teams and the canadian athletes you would have to submit three months in advance your schedule where you would be and if they showed up, if I said I was in Nebraska, but I f- forgot that we had a, a training camp and we were overseas or somewhere else, and they showed up to my apartment and I wasn't there, that was considered a strike. And if you got three strikes, that was considered um, like a positive test. And so they could show up at training, they could show up whenever. And so, and you had to write down and uh, keep an account of all of the medication you were taking. So as a result now, as a 46-year-old woman, so far removed from my prime um, as an athlete, I don't take anything. 
JP will look at me sometimes and they'll be like, will you take a Tylenol, please? And I, there's even a certain reticence about, about taking that. So I don't know. I think you either go one way or the other. Like you, you seek to maybe dodge it like the, the wrestlers that I knew and dated at Nebraska that would drink two liters the of many, water many, with many wrestlers all those Amy wrestlers dated. you dated <laughs> no, just many, one. Many. With, no just one not the team just one wrestler and they would put um, gelatin and dissolve it in the water and then drink that chug it before their uh, before they had to pee in a cup and it was testing because that would mask the presence of, of weed in their urine mm-hmm. apparently but really? I was just like, how can you live that way? Like, I just couldn't do it. So I'm just like, I will abstain from everything. <laughs> One of my buddies uh, that I was, he, when I was at Concordia, uh, oh, shoot, that might be too much. But I would, I, when I was at Concordia, he had just come back from playing in the NCAA. He had, a, he had a full ride there. But he was talking about how to, how to mask roids back then. And basically it was, chug a six pack before the testing starts so it literally shows that you you pee out your urine is got lots of thinning agents or whatever the you know it's so diluted so these guys they would chug some genuine miller light or like literally a coors light a six pack they just chug it and that would they pee once chug it and then the next pee they have is a diluted, diluted pee. Mm. Really? So like parts per million that was undetected. Exactly. It or it could be, oh, that's part, that's the regular, you know, six foot five, 330 pound guys. That's his testosterone level because it was about baselines, right, Aim? They do the threshold yep. and they go, oh, here's the number that is within this space. And it could be higher, but if you're this guy who's overtraining and creatine and all these proteins in your body, it becomes such a small level in your urine. So yeah. it was always happening. But then you know they'd, be, they'd be checking your alcohol content and thinking, why do you have so much alcohol in you? Yeah. They're not, but they're not testing they're for not, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they you, know, test, you know what else? They, they, test, they test for everything. They do in England. It's, it's so hard to mask it. Like I know weed, weed stores in your fat cells. So whatever you try to do and try to mask stuff, they, they always find it. It's so detailed with with all this stuff. They oh, yeah, now booze. it is. In England, but nineties, it wasn't. No, Craig, yeah. they, they well, test the booze in, in England. Back all in that 90s. stuff that they do, they test for everything. Because even when when we were in England, they would come by. They would test for for drugs, alcohol, everything. Yeah. They would test for. But why, why booze? Though I mean, that, they would test for drugs. They would always show up on a yeah. Monday. Yeah. They could because they would pick up social drugs from Saturday night. Oh, uh, why yeah. booze? Though I mean, that wasn't a banned substance. Um, I think if it's excessive on a Monday, I think it's 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 still something they look at. Yeah, that's so the testers knew who to party with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just literally. <laughs> hey, I want to hang out with Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say that all of that testing helped with being comfortable with with nudity because they would come in and at first was like, okay, go into the stall, leave the door open, and then eventually you got so accustomed to it that they would hand me the cup and I would just tuck my shirt into my sports bra, pants down to my ankles, pee in the cup and hand it to the lady. And I just would not give a fuck because you just do it so often. Well, and then at, the they, would, they would be averting their eyes after a while. And I'd be like, yes, job done. <laughs> Did they become very accurate with the peeing in the cup? Must have been quite expert, expert by the end of it. Yeah. Cause you do it at first and you're, it's not, it's a bit more challenging it's as a, a woman. It's right? tough for a girl. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I would imagine. 
Yeah. Oh. Do, you, do you know what made me laugh there? Do you remember mastery charms. That, that scene in Austin Powers where Austin Powers on top of Mini Me and they go pee in the cup and he's spitting the apple juice all over his hand. <laughs> Vern Troyer. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, have a Vern, um, I have a Vern Troyer story. Oh dear, do you? Yeah, okay. uh, Amber, Amber and I were in Vegas. Dave, Amber, and I in the mid- late nineties, and we're at Hard Rock Cafe with a bunch of friends, and we're having so much fun. It's uh, and you're, you know, we've been drinking, gambling, and I look over at the end of the table, Dave and I, and we're playing blackjack, and all of a sudden we see Vern Troyer. We're like, what is like? It's that we're drunk though, so it's completely surreal, and he. They don't, he can't reach the bedding area while he's standing on the, on the chair. So they just put him on the fucking table and he's gambling <laughs> like he's playing marbles with his, <laughs> with his legs stuck out. And he's just like, you know, when you say hit me, it's between his legs and he's wow. literally just going hit me, hit me. And it was like his own personal 21 table. And we're just like, this is the best. And we're high-fiving, Ver- like screaming at him. And- high-fiving. Yeah, wow. Well, you have to try and high-five Vern Troyer. So that was yeah, my mission. It wasn't really a high-five, is it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, very low five. So, Well, it depends on what, how high his ladder is, basically. So the table is pretty, you know, blackjack <laughs> tables are high. We, we shouldn't make fun of the dead. He, he did die, right, didn't he? He's really yeah, sad. He I think he, uh, yeah. he lived a pretty rough, tough life there um well listen from the hard rock to the flaccid four take it away jc (laughs) the hottest takes on the hottest questions from the hottest team in sports this is the flaccid four Not tonight, honey. <laughs> All right, so for four, um, we'll do one question, then we'll go to an ad break. Okay, Wonger? Yes. So you can remind me. I was going to throw to it before the flaccid four, but I forgot. Bit of a surprise. Um, okay, flaccid four. Today, <laughs> we have Craig, we have uh, Dubs, myself, and Ooh. our supporters club with our questions. Um, Dubs, do you want to begin? Sure, I can do that. I need paper to score this. Yes, you do. Do you want me to wait? Well, I, I can score it. You just can tell you me score to it? score yeah. it. Can you score sure. it? I'm focusing so much on my question. Yeah, I love that. I forgot mine. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson four. <laughs> Lesson three. Yeah, I'm that wah, wah. All right, Dubs, what you got? All right, here we go. The W Gold Cup delivered drama the way only CONCACAF can, with Puerto Rico and Costa Rica knotted up based on all the tie-breaking tournament criteria. Costa Rica advanced based on a draw involving clear orbs and hand flourishes. As a result, uh, Canada will face their last opponent in the group stage, again, Costa Rica, in the knockouts. So what team or co-worker could you not seem to escape over the course of your career? And despite all the run-ins, did you love or hate the clashes? Let's start with Le J. Le J. Well, I mean, uh, I, I would say that uh, it would be I, I could never really escape myself. Um, no matter how much I try to, you know, reinvent and, you know, wear different outfits and hairstyles, 
I just kept, I was always there, you know, and it was like, God damn it. I'm impeding my own performance throughout all the careers that I've had. So it's, I've just always been there over my shoulder, just giving myself shit. So it's uh it's that constant <laughs> like doubt and nagging, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah, I'd say myself. And I, I think that's kind of a metaphor though, but, but it's probably very true. It's just like, Hey, I'm almost getting there. It's like, no, you're not. You can't do it. And then I just go to bed. So <laughs> <laughs> honest assessment. I liked it. Introspective. Inspirational um, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eat on, on time. <laughs> I'll take it. No, you won't. Um, yes, I will. <laughs> Jimmy. I'm so fucking confused right now. What what was the question? <laughs> I'm just So Canada's gonna play Costa Rica again. They just played them. Yes. So what opponent or individual did you continually see like or not over the course of your career or in your life? And did you enjoy it? Did you relish it or did you fucking hate it? Okay. That's better. I'd probably say Wolves. Wolverhampton was a a team that I used to hate when I was at Forest. We had a big rivalry. And every time that we played against each other, it it was a mess. There was big brawls in the tunnels, on the pitch, cards all over the place. And it was one team that I used to hate, the spies playing against them. And we kept on ended up having these big games against them. So that was probably the, the one team that I, I hated playing against was Wolves. Nice. Not really um, answering the question, though. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to say? I don't know. It was, a team, it was, it was the team that we continued to play an awful lot. And he and also sees them on year, television anyway. still. And he he runs into them on television. And there was always run-ins. And it was just a, that team that you just despised. Played them okay. twice a year. <laughs> no, we played them in the league. We played them in the cup. <laughs> Not every year. Not a lot. You could join in the cup every year, Jimmy. Well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> right? You play the Gold Cup, play Mexico once once a year. We played a teams in England once, twice a year. Mm. We don't have these run-ins like where we're playing five, six times a year, one team. So I'm trying to work with this question. So fuck off. Okay, Jimmy doesn't <laughs> like the question. Underwhelming response. Because we don't play Minus that often. not understanding and listening to the question. So mm-hmm. started with an eight. I'm going to give you a seven. West wow, that's oh it? That's... And a four-year ban. <laughs> yeah. That question. That yeah. definitely no. wasn't a seven answer, though. Let's be honest. Very, very nice. Very generous. Longer. Oh, mine's easy. Um we have someone on this show that I really, really, uh, we kind of grew up the same way, three brothers. And the brother that I like to see a lot in this group is Mikey and Ryan Brennan. They're Stop so it. spectacular. Oh, Every time. You something to tell me or what? It's, it's, it, and it's <laughs> like three, four years going on knowing, knowing these guys. So it's, <laughs> it's infrequent. But whenever I see them, it is, we always have a joke. And Jimmy is usually the brunt of our jokes, which is also fun <laughs> because, you know, I'm sure for them growing up, Jimmy was the older brother who got to kind of set the standard for them. But the other thing is those two, the, they're, they're Irish twins, right? So they're all like they have one hive mind between the two of them. And it's like they're criminals when they want to be. They're drunk <laughs> when they want to be. They'll defend each other. They have the best stories but you need the two of them together to have those stories. If one of them's there, it's it's like, eh, might as well have Jimmy there. 
if it's if the two of them are there, it's fantastic. <laughs> so there you go. The, so your basic plan is Jimmy is the person that just keeps showing up and no, 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 no. Like no, a no. bad smell. Jimmy's, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's spectacular, but when his brothers are there, the brothers Brennan make me laugh. But it's the last three, three, four years with those two clowning around us has always been a fun time. Mm, creative, uh, threw Jimmy under the bus, solid nine. Thank you. I'll take that. Forest. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to be Mexico. Mm. Nemesis. I love the country. Love the players. Loved all the mm. guys that we played against. We really got along really, really well, probably because we were lamps of the slaughter most of the time. But yeah, they were our nemesis. And obviously in 94, there was only one team that qualified for the, out of the group because U.S. got an automatic spot. So, um, came down the last game against Mexico at home. And yeah, it was probably the most devastating defeat. How you know, close we were to that World Cup, having to win CONCACAF to make it and not finish second is, was uh, pretty heartbreaking for sure. Um, yeah. So did anyone, sure- ever, did anyone, did you ever cry after one of those losses? Has anyone ever, like, were you a crying guy? He cried when we won the Gold Cup. Yeah. When he won? I, I had his head in my Which shoulder. Was- 24 years to the day yesterday. Wow. Gold. I was like, come here, big man. Come here. It was like, it was like holding a giraffe. (laughs) 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 The front, the front paws came down, the head dropped. That's sweet. That's sweet. Forrest, do you think that that rivalry with Mexico, did it bring the best out of you and the group or did you just fucking hate it? Cause you knew you were, as you said, lambs to the slaughter. Well, it did. I think when we played at home, we played away. We had a hell of a time in Azteca. They they just ran riot around us. We we just didn't have the ability to possess the ball. Not like we've seen with our origin or with our team right now. To be able to possess the ball is important when you're playing down there in altitude and heat and all the people and atmosphere and everything else. We weren't able to do that. So most of the guys didn't have a very good experience down there in Azteca. Although I I really did enjoy it. it was, I did, but I wasn't breathing out my ass either. <laughs> yeah. well, that, was, that was a game where we were playing Mexico in Azteca. We got in at halftime. It was nil-nil. Do you remember that? And yes, we thought, oh, man, we got these guys. We've got them. And, and it was that hot, and the altitude was killing us, that we came in, and everybody was just in their, in their, in their slips, in their boxers, shirts off, socks off, boots everywhere, exhausted. We had ice. Remember those towels? Everything on <laughs> And that's where Paul Salteri, remember he told Jason Divas to go fuck himself. Just remember everybody's yelling at Divas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Divas, shut the fuck up. Go sit down. Yeah. Oh, we're exhausted. Oh, I Jason know. The guys, the guys that, had that, no, because remember, that was on the pitch when, when Stully gave him the bird. Told him to go fuck himself on the pitch. And we were all Even the bird on the pitch? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was, on, it was on the front of the newspaper, remember? Anyways, at halftime. We uh, we were that exhausted, and then we came out second half. Thought, okay, let's get at them again, and we ended up losing four 0 Didn't have the legs. Didn't have the legs. Done. There was froth coming out of their mouths. Could <laughs> <laughs> not run. It was like running with a parachute on. Yeah, I was looking around, going. I was excited coming at halftime. Come on, with nil nil, like like fucking another forty five minutes. And I looked around. And I'm like, we are fucked. 
<laughs> it's the worst just, feeling. Sorry, sack of shit we have around here. They're all yeah. frog coming out. Of their <laughs> I was lying in the middle of the dressing room like that, spreading. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted. <laughs> so hot. Okay. Um, Forrest, I was going to give you a nine, but I'm going to bump it up to nine and a half because I feel like Jimmy really contributed, but I'm going to give those points to you. And Jimmy, give your head a shake because the type of commitment that you showed on Forrest's answer is the type of commitment you should be showing on your own answer. I'm docking you another point. You get six on your previous answer. Great quiz, Austin. question. Yeah. Now, here's, here's the other thing, okay, which I don't understand. I'm talking about playing against Wolves, who we played an awful lot. Twice a season. <laughs> we, we played Mexico. Mexico once every three, four years. It could be over the course of your career, though. It has an impact. Uh, and their whole presence loomed over Craig as well mm-hmm. every season, every, year, every cycle. He, Jimmy, he cried when they won the game. Like, well, that that's how against, much it meant. That was against, against Colombia when the All beautiful right. man cried. Great story, though, there with, with DeVos and Stolly, though. Awesome. Yeah, Good quality for Craig. We're going to clip that. Charms. Back. Me? Yeah. Okay. Um... I began doing what I do in like 1997 when a couple of people on this very podcast were still playing professional football. So I covered them as footballers. And back in those days in this show called Sports World, we'd do like a Canadians abroad type thing, how they fared each each weekend. So I was talking about Craig fucking Forrest and Jimmy fucking Brennan way back when, early in my career. And then Craig retired and came to Toronto the sports net and I'd see him at press conferences and blah, blah, blah. And we'd talk and stuff, small talk, even though he was the hated rival and we despise each other. Um, and, and Jimmy was still playing. Jimmy came to TFC in 2007. I interviewed him so, so many times. And then I joined sports in 2012. And guess what? I'm a colleague now of Craig Forrest. And, and Jimmy starts popping up every now and again when, when Deitch couldn't make the show. And now here we are all these years later and we're fucking a nice, happy family. On a podcast, I can't, I can't get rid of these fuckers. I just can't. I try, I can't. They're always somehow part of my life. Yeah, so get rid of Dickio. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So there, that's that's my answer. These two assholes, genital warts. <laughs> they are the other genital warts of my life, <laughs> apart from my genital warps. <laughs> Gross. Um, strong oh. answer, uh, unexpected, um, eight and a half. No, right, I'll take that. Oh, that's not yeah. bad. J- yeah. What did JC get? Sorry, I missed that one. Eight. Eight. All right. So leading the leading the first answer is Craig Forrest with a nine point five. Okay, so that was the first question. Let's try and fire through these. Um, I didn't Craig, do, do you remember yours now? No, read out my question. I read. I couldn't. I mean, I because I'm on my phone here, so I can't see it. Okay, okay. I'll read it out for you. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get commercial break. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's time now for a commercial break. (laughs) Back after these messages. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What up, Primers? It's JC, that guy. Don't miss a second of Premier League action only on Fubo TV. Subscribe at fubotv.com slash footy prime. With Serie A, League One, and One Soccer 2, you can get it all at fubotv.com slash footy prime. Now, back to the show. Is your incontinence really getting you down? <laughs> All right, um, and we're back. This one. All right, welcome back to Freddy Prime. The podcast is a flaccid four. Uh, Craig's uh, Craig can't read his his phone or his computer screen, so I'm going to read out his question. Um, uh, okay, here it is. Um, Jaden Dan scored two goals on his debut for Liverpool this week. What is the best debut you witnessed, or maybe it was your debut you've experienced in your life in your career? That's Craig's question. So, Craig, you start. All right. Well, Dubs, you start. That question is you. Best debut. Wouldn't be my own, as I alluded to the other day in the 21-0 victory over Puerto Rico where I played 90 minutes and didn't tally one goal. Um, It would maybe be Sinkies. So we were over at the Algarve Cup, and I was playing a more advanced role, and we combined on a couple of goals. Um, and she scored two, and I think that was her her first ever international game, and obviously um, foreshadowing of things to come. So, like 16 years old, and just ran, I think we're playing Denmark, two goals, and we think we still lost four three, but uh, huge contributions even in her debut. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Nine. Yes. Nice, Jimmy. Uh, debut. Do you want the question again? No, I got it. <laughs> <She's> so stupid. <laughs> it's Forrest. It's only been 24 hours since these were put out, but anyway. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> going to say my debut. My debut because it was absolutely horrendous. And the first... No, that was when I scored my first goal. When... I got the ball. I'll never forget this. My first touch, I ended up receiving the pass. I'm so excited to be on the pitch anyways, right? Got thrown on. Yes, young guy, get my debut. I received the ball and I go to play this ball down the, down the channel. Striker makes a, a good run. Sean Goder was our striker. Makes a run into the channel. And as I opened up to play this ball in, I probably put it into row 25 at the side stand. <laughs> It fucking came right off my foot and went straight into the stands. And I remember the managers looking at me. You know when they give it one of these, they put their hands in their head and they're like, why did I put this kid on? And then my second touch was a giveaway. And I just thought, this cannot be going any worse for me right now. And then eventually- Settle down, kid. Settle down. <laughs> but that, that was my first two. One into the stand and then a giveaway where they, almost, they broke and almost scored. So that and was- that was a debut that I remembered, and it was of my own, which was terrible. Did you come around a wee bit, or did you get subbed at half? 
No, I I actually genuinely thought I was going to get pulled. I thought I was going to get yanked. I thought I was going to be a sub sub. You know, one of them go on and then get subbed off after ten minutes, fifteen. Yeah, minutes. my God. Because the pace it was so quick and I was panicking, wasn't relaxed, and then eventually a couple of the guys grabbed me and just like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't. I'm calm, I'm calm. <laughs> How about you, Wonger? I'll never, I'll never forget that first ball, though, in the stands. How many points, Forrest? Seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I play this game. <laughs> Wonger, how about you? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, when I moved to Toronto, I thought I might want to be an actor. So I landed a role in a short film called Can't Skate. And uh, I, I acted... And my, I guess my audition was okay. And then all my family gathered around bars because I, I was on uh, global television. They put two short films back to back. And the guys making the film were so happy with everything. And then I saw my performance and went, I cannot act for shit. <laughs> <laughs> it really was not good. But it was fun, and it was fun experience learning that my swagger is just honest, authentic this way. But if I have to bring it inside and be an actor, <laughs> it's pretty hard to do that. So great debut because it allowed me to realize I don't want to be an actor. And you need an ego. <laughs> and I think my ego, yes, I have a lot of confidence, but my ego itself is pretty in check. I don't think I'm. I'm not you know, toxic and not pathological. I know that my, I'm a, I'm a blip in this world, but it's a fun fucking blip <laughs> on the Wonger bandwagon. That should be a flying along. Yes, you know? it really should. Really right. should be I know, I know my line. strengths and you know, what I realized was, Hey, being, I'd rather work with people and collaborate and, you know, bring people together. And it just, I mean, this is a microcosm of, you know, the ride. So there you go. That's my debut. Horrible, but sprung into something so great because it allowed me to realize what my other strengths were. Ten and a half. <laughs> Thank uh, you. That was a good one. Outstanding. Yeah. Right? Great answer. Very good answer. Oh, good debut. Oh, making me not, a, not a good like debut. Broken each other. Horrible <laughs> debut. <laughs> JC, how about your debut? You, how about you? Remember any debut of yourself that was uh, spectacular? Somebody else's that's memorable? Debut with yourself. Remember that? <laughs> I was twelve years old and I was having sex with my parents' bed. <laughs> with my hands. I do. I do actually remember the the first time that I properly did that. If that's a thing, but maybe we won't go there. Well, that's a debut. <laughs> well, no. Here, okay. Last here's week. here's the debut. This is this is my debut. Um, so my brain, my childhood brain, and when I was ten years old, remembered this very incorrectly. So for years and years, I've been thinking to myself, the greatest debut that I've ever seen was when, and it's a different sport, but when Ed Sprague came on in the ninth inning in Game Two of the World Ed Series Sprague. and crushed a three-run home run. Because in my mind, that was his first time ever at bat for the Blue Jays. Because I'd never heard of him before. <laughs> Little did I know that he'd actually pinch hit five times so far in that uh, in the playoffs, but and played like 22 games. 
But for me at that age, this guy who I'd never seen before just walks on, boom, became like my idol that night. So that to me, that was like the best debut ever. And now I, but I realize now that it was not a debut. It was actually uh, uh, just, I'm just a little slow. <laughs> but, but to you, it was his debut. So it's yeah. true. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. That was one of the first, I think that's the first like real sports moment that like really changed me. So there you go. And then you masturbated. And sprayed to run over and over on his breathe everywhere. He would just sprayed everywhere. I actually sprayed it all over. (laughs) I got and sprayed everywhere. Uh, And to give and to give people some uh, historical reference, Ed Sprague's wife was a synchronized swimmer who they misscored, and she won a gold medal that should have gone to our Canadian. Sylvie Frechette mm-hmm. or something like that. Is that her name or something? Like that. Anyways, Nancy Kerrigan. Yes. The one, and yeah, she got her leg hit. And then um, Galuli, Jeff Galuli came back after <laughs> yeah. the whole and group be- of the judges. And then he became the mayor of New York. It was a weird That's thing. right. And at one point, he ran for president of the United States. Do you remember the <laughs> Jeff Galuli for president, 98? <laughs> Charles, have we done you yet? Uh, not yet, no, no. I was yeah, going to say when I see a score, though. Oh yeah. Oh, eight and a half. Yes. I was going to say uh, when I lost my, my my virginity, but that wasn't <laughs> much of a debut. Um, <laughs> do you remember Jonathan Woodgate when he made his debut for Real Madrid? Yeah, it was a big great. signing, right? English centre back going to Real Madrid. Great, great moment for him and for English football. And in his first game, he got uh, scored an own goal. I believe in the first half. And then he got two yellows and got sent off. Yeah. Oh, no. So an own goal and a red card in, in his debut for Real Madrid of all teams. That was the one that, that stands out. Yeah. Was there big fanfare for this dude too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he played in Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah. he, uh, oh. he was great. Yeah. 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 Did some bad things all right, didn't he? He got suspended. Did he? I can't remember that. Yeah. Back then too, you'd have to do some really bad things to get suspended. <laughs> Yeah, but right. he's actually doing a great job now. I think he's managing now, isn't he? Well, Jimmy, crazy. I think he's managing in the championship as he was. He was at Middlesbrough. Yeah, he was doing a good mm. job. Hmm. Huh. Nine out of right. ten. All right. Oh. oh. Uh, to, answer my own, to answer my own question quickly, I would say it was Jason Dizel at Ipswich Town. He went to see. He was at school. We're on the youth team. He went to school in the morning. He was at school all week and uh, came to the ground. On a Wednesday, had a game against Coventry City. He came on as a substitute in the second half and scored, and he was only 16 years of age. And it just reminded me of him when you see these kids go back to school the next day and the cameras were all there. And it was a pretty big deal. Local lad from Ipswich scoring on his debut. And Bobby Ferguson put him in. Fucking look at him. He's fucking (laughs) brilliant. <laughs> talk about talk about tape with Jason Dizel. Fergie loved Jason so much. He would be doing tape and he'd be standing in a fucking wall and he'd be looking at him, hold the freeze it there, look at him. Well stood. Well stood, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> ten on ten for Forrest for the Bobby Ferguson yeah, impression. No kidding. <laughs> Wait, Amazing. should I answer my own question? Yeah, yeah, you should. I was gonna say you should do it. Yeah, so it's the US. Quickly done. Because yeah. my career was oh, okay. 98 to 2009, so I don't think there's any team that we played more and any team that we fucking lost to more. And when the U.S. 
uh, lost to Mexico, um, whether they were in Houston and California, wherever wherever their group play was, that's only the second time that the U.S. has lost on uh, home soil. And the first time was November 11th, 2000, when I was part of that Canadian team that beat them three to one. So that was that was like our fucking gold cup or world cup win. Like that was the biggest yeah. thing we'd ever done up until that point. And whether they'd fielded a full squad or not, it didn't matter because that was the one thing that we clung to for many, many years. <laughs> did, did you go around cock blocking your teammates when they wanted to fool around with some people? I, no, we went to, I went to the, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no cock blocking, went to the beer store or where badge we went block. and Sorry, is it called a bunch of blocking? Bath, <laughs> no, filled a bunch of bathtubs with booze and we partied all night after that. Amazing. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, good. How many uh, points for that one? Dubs, give yourself some points. Yeah. <laughs> your um, eight. Eight. Oh, that's pretty conservative. So typical of Dubs, eh? Give her a yeah. nine. She's so humble. She is. She is very humble. Uh, supporters question. I'll read this out for you. Uh, last week, we celebrated the birth of WeAreFullyPrime.com, uh, an actual birth and a home birth as well. There wasn't tearing, but uh, all in all, it worked out very well. <laughs> Why? It's the supporters question, not mine. I didn't write this. <laughs> okay. I, I may have added a little bit there. Yeah, you did. Um, what is your one. earliest football or soccer? Same thing. Memory. And how old were you? All right. Uh, JC in Wonga, 2019. <laughs> hey, I had a soccer show in 2006. That's right. My first ever show. But can I, can I start off with that? Yes. So I played soccer football for three years when I was four, five, and six. No, five, six, and seven? Either way. And in my illustrious career... I scored no goals, but I, I could kick. And I remember the last year that I played, um, I actually, that's not true. I, 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 but I had a, a massive assist in the very last game that I played, which was the championship game. Um, and I crossed the ball in front of the goal. Like I was almost in the corner. I crossed the ball, header in, boom. We lost because it was the other team. So, um, but that was my first, that's, that's the memory that still sticks in my brain. And I never played after that because I was so, uh, uh, terrible and I'd lost the game. I didn't know what I was doing, but then the coach's son ripped all his hair out. was like, yeah, yeah. So that was enough for me to stop playing. That's why I never went to the, went pro. So that's the reason he ripped his hair out. Why did he rip his hair out? Because he was so upset because we lost. Some some kids rub the hair out, right? This kid at my yeah. high school. That was oh, like yeah. a bullying story to me. I dated a woman who'd eat her hair. <laughs> oh God, what? Yeah. <laughs> who <laughs> haven't you dated? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's true. All sorts, eh? You wow. dated like six or seven women a week. Back in the day, I, I was. Uh, he was an actor. He was a big actor. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, prolific yeah. in the dating yeah, that's right. Can't escape. Oh, an empty bedroom. That's about it. Out of line. I could see him leaning against the bar as well, being all cool. I'll have you know, I'm an actor. Yeah. All righty. Um, that's a good answer. I like that, JC. Um, sad at the same time. I thought it was very honest. So I'll give you a nine for that. I think the supporters will understand that. Uh, okay, Dubs. Uh, yeah, mine would have been 
I think I was six and I wanted to do everything that my big brother Ian did and he played soccer. So I wanted to play soccer and um, wore knee pads and short shorts. And I looked like a boy. So fit right in because it was mixed. There weren't enough girls to play uh, just girls soccer and basically terrorized people. And I was really painfully shy. And I remember actually asking my dad um, after the fact, like, was, was it okay for me to run at like a flat out sprint because I was beating everybody and I needed to ask for permission if that was okay, which is so weird. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember kind of flying around with abandon and like a freedom that I loved. And that's why I kept going back to sport. And I, I don't know if that is from my first time that I laced them up and played at age six, or that's something that I had like as a youthful player, but I just remembered just feeling free playing. And that's what I loved. Wow, that's nice. Good answer, but you will lose points for the uh, the showing off and bragging about being quicker than all the boys. Humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> I <laughs> crushed the boys, so, you guys. Billiard uh, sprints. Fucking put them in their place. Yeah, Dubs is one of those people who goes, oh, I'm an informa- informational nerd. Like, it's the humble, it's one of those brags where you're like, oh, so you know everything and you're smart. I hate when people use the word nerd. She uses it all the time. <laughs> She's proud of being, uh, being a nerd. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so eight nerds. points. So that's good. All right, Jimmy, um, your first memory uh, in football. Try and be tight with these answers. Can you, everyone? Okay, I'll be tight. So <laughs> when I was younger, I was, uh, I was playing house league. I must have been maybe six years old, seven years old. And a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, who Craig knows, Biggie. And he's a mountain of a man. And he was a mountain of a young boy when, when we were younger. Anyways, he was our goalie at the time. And I'll never forget, the game just starts and Biggie's in net. And we're going and it's good, it's competitive. I get the ball, I'm running down the line. They go the other way and they score. And I'm losing my shit because the big man's doing cartwheels. <laughs> he's doing cartwheels across the goal because he's bored, does not want to be playing this game at all. Mm. So I'm losing my shit now. Like, and I'm going over to him like, like, what the fuck? Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. The next time they go down, they score again. He's leaning against the post, talking to his dad. (laughs) (laughs) And that was one of the first memories that I remember. And we still talk about it today. Like he had no interest. Now this guy ended up, you know, being like six foot three, huge, 250 pounds, played professional rugby, went over to England as well. And he hated the game of soccer. But I was so mad because he was our goalie and he didn't give a shit. But that first cartwheel that he did <laughs> lasted in my brain forever and it will never go away. <laughs> my best memory of Biggie is at your wedding and he was one of the groomsmen and he was standing behind and you guys are going through all your vows or whatever. And <laughs> he, he had been sick, picked up Montezumas or something. And he was so fucking sick for days leading up to it. And he was standing behind Jimmy. I could see him and he was he was like dry heaving. He was like, <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Well, what a nickname. That's a great nickname. Biggie. Yeah. He's big. Forrest at a wedding is like, you know, you guys, you guys are going through the, the vows or whatever. <laughs> That's well, not some important shit. Could have been an omen. Yeah. It should have been. I should have realized when the guy was getting like marrying us and he couldn't even say my name he kept on calling me yimmy because we got married in the dominican yeah <laughs> <Hey, Yimmy. laughs> 
it was half English, half Spanish, so I didn't have a clue what the fucking yeah. guy was saying. Then you go off. I was like, what? what is he saying? Just yeah. nod your head. I was like, okay. Jimmy, you could you could have some recourse on all this uh, divorce settlement because you never married that person. She married a Yimmy, and you're yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give you 10 for that, Jimmy, 10, because I, I think we've all got that memory of uh, playing football as a kid and some kids just not caring. Someone's picking daisies. Someone's doing something. I like that one. 10 points for that. All right, Wonger, your first like memory so, of football. Really like so. Oh, well, people don't also know this. Uh, I was part of the South Ottawa Blues uh competitive soccer team and had some brilliant athletes uh and coach anderson a european was our coach and we won i think i was in grade five and six and we were crushing other opponents um i'd get playing time and then i'd, I'd, I'd always you know how i always talk about oh how long of a game do you play i always got like the first 25 minutes and then they'd take me off and what i remember was freezing my ass off in the finals because you got no fat on you back then right except charms and then you uh, <laughs> you're standing there in the rain later in life you're don't interrupt me you're standing in the rain freezing your ass off and you're supposed to be happy because you're winning the city championship of how many kids top level football top level soccer and all i'm doing is going I just want the pizza party to start. I just want the pizza party to start. So that's oh, why. I'm the fatty. I'm the fatty. <laughs> Two points. Because on, on, the week where, on, on the week where we celebrated pink shirt day, you're, yeah. you're fat shaming me. And I took it <laughs> deep offense to it. That's so it's true. I'm I'm so inappropriate. Not like footy prime to be inappropriate. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, Craig, first memory as a... a player or fan or whatever of football well i remember it really well because i was 12 when i played my first game and i was asked to play because we had a under 13 canadian championship back here in ontario brampton and the goalkeeper was part of the lacrosse team and he wanted to do an rv trip back across with his family so he was going to be back for this tournament very good team in coquitlam and uh they like my profile and uh, said you would want to try it. So I was 12, and I remember it was Parkland Elementary School where we were playing. We are playing against an American team in this Labor Day tournament. And remember the first goal I conceded. Guy had a breakaway. I ran out way too quickly. I was at the top of the box, and he just chipped it over me. And I was like, oh, lesson number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I remember, remember really well. And the sweater I wore underneath that on that day I wore – pretty much my whole professional career until it was just a piece of rag at the end. That's a great answer. Craig Forrest, Canada's greatest ever goalkeeper, remembers the first game he ever played and put in there simply because some kid went on vacation with his family. Basically. Yeah. Robert Bader. Master. As <laughs> <laughs> Why his first name's not Master? Master. <laughs> it's the Master. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem maybe he moved to London Ontario and was next door neighbors to JC he's got an arm like Popeye <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be what 11 points for that what sure. you I mean, that's, that's, that's a moment in Canadian history actually yeah that's brilliant mine sucks in comparison to all yours um, I've mentioned before the uh, the Spanish 
uh, Espana 82 World Cup. That's my first uh, memories of football. The Admiral shirts that England wore and Trevor Brooking and Kevin Keegan were all over the TV and all the commercials, advertisements. Like they were the face of, of England back then. And I was looking up this team. This, this team was freaking good. And, and they crashed out. I think in the group phase, less teams back in those days, but Ray Clements, yeah. Viv Anderson, Brooking, Terry Butcher, Steve Koppel, Kevin Keegan, Trevor Francis, Glenn Hoddle, Terry McDermott, Paul Mariner, uh, Joe Corrigan, Phil Neal, Graham Ricks, Brian Robson, Kenny Sampson, Phil Thompson, Ray Wilkins, Peter Shilton. I mean, that's a freaking team, eh, boys and girls? I, I can't believe they just crashed out in the group phase. Anyway, sorry, but that's my memory. Just Brooking and, and Keegan all over, like, serial commercials, all the talk shows. It was, uh, yeah, innocent days. Halcyon days as well. But England's still sucking. So that was my What are we going to give them? Because the enthusiasm, I don't know any of those people, except Glenn Hoddle because he benched uh, Beckham. Um, <laughs> but what do we think? I'll let Amy judge that. Um, I, li- I like the answer, but I feel like he went too in-depth in the roster and just naming names. No, 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 because those names, Dubs. They're legendary names. No, I know, but I mean, just reading like the Wikipedia page. <laughs> he name-dropped, and that's... Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't, over the I couldn't remember the team from 82, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to look it up. Minus five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, final question, right? It's mine. Okay, you ready for this? We're that's over an hour boring. right now, so let's get yeah. moving. All right, so back to uh, Klopp turned to his kids this, this past week in the Cup Final and in the FA Cup. Um, what is the biggest vote of confidence you've received in your career or otherwise? Um, Craig? Um, I would say it would be after I spent my couple months on loan at Colchester to the end of the season, wrapped up the season, went back to Vancouver for a few weeks in the offseason, got a call from Ipswich, and they had sold the goalkeeper and said you were going to be the starting goalkeeper from the start of the next season. I wish they didn't tell me so early because it was fucking three weeks. I was just, I think I shit myself for fucking two months before the first game. <laughs> but the, you were given the job though before, like it could have been a terrible camp, could have been awful, but it wasn't. They, they gave you that job and they told you at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That is a great vote of confidence, eh? All right. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Points. But 10 points. Felt good. Oh, 10 points. Love that one. All right, uh, Wonga. Uh, working at Sportsnet, uh, went from, I was at, uh, HGTV, then YTV, uh, all on contract work, went to Sportsnet, was working on the website as a writer editor. And then I got a promotion into marketing, directing and, uh, promotion. And it was exciting. Well, that year they introduced some internal awards for 400 people and I won one. And then the next year I won another one. But the, the second one I won was uh, for Innovator of the Year, which was great. And I look back now, it's the first award I won, which was Morale Booster of the Year, which meant that people enjoyed being working with me and being around me and coming into work. That's the one that I go, oh, that's the story I'd rather tell than innovation. And yeah, it was great that I knew how to monetize and saw synergies between things. But it was basically that when I look back and if I'm going to do a job interview is that I gave, I'm inclusive. I gave other people an opportunity to win and I don't care if we're all in the spotlight, then we're all winning. So it's the raise, you know, when the tide rises, all the boats, uh, all boats rise or whatever it's called. 
A rising tide lifts left. all oh, boats. Thank you. I'm horrible at those, but thank you, Amy. I mean, a rising what? That's... A rising tide lifts oh. all boats. Isn't it something okay. like that? Yeah. So exactly if that. that's what I bring to it, that's that's one of those things where I went, oh, I, I should be confident about those skills. Okay, well, if, it's a great answer, but if we have to deduct points for Dobbs for being humble bragging. Yeah, that was that's <laughs> anything but humble. That okay, was just a anybody brag. just go on my re- uh, LinkedIn, everybody, if you if you want to see how average or good I am. Also, I think Warner, we should deduct Warner, points. You just, you just bored the tits off of me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit much, wasn't it? It was a bit I much. I say, Longer got the, a made-up award. You got the morale booster award. You got the, you got the fair play award. You're like, fuck, we got to give Longer something. Which is yeah. Yeah. yeah, morale booster. I got no, that was a terrible answer. No, I think you got, it was more telling more. Jerry, you got a made-up award. What was I listening to? Where's the puke yeah. emoji? Oh, <laughs> wow. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, performative pig t-shirt day. Now who's getting bullied, you fuckers? <laughs> Zero points. Yeah. Fucking hell. Zero points. Me. Fair play award. Jimmy, beat that one. Beat that, Jimmy. Oh, good God. <laughs> um. I'm going to have to say it was uh, Benny Lynn Hartson. Okay. It was a manager when I was at Bristol city on the left side, I had uh, Mickey Bell, uh, Darren Ward and Brian Tinney three great left sided players. I could not get into this team, could not get into it. And I was doing really well on the reserve team, waiting for my opportunity, could not get in, involved in this team whatsoever. So anyways, the manager pulls me one day, he goes, Jimmy he goes, you're going to start the match tomorrow. And I'm thinking, where start the match tomorrow. I was like, but, Mickey Bell and Tins and all the guys. I said, where, where am I playing? Right back. And I was like, fucking what? Right back? Right back. I was like, Benny, have you you've seen my right foot? You want me to play right back? He goes, yes, I trust you and I believe in you. Anyways, I made my, uh, got into the team and I stayed at right back probably for about 30 games until one of the guys on the left side got injured. And then he pushed me over to the left side and then that was it. I ended up staying in the team. But it was that vote of confidence for him to put me in there right back and keep me in there, which I, I thought was absolutely amazing. Did you it's ever cross on the right foot? No. no, no. I came inside an awful lot. <laughs> That's what she answer. said. And then, and then with the outside of my left, <laughs> the outside of my left is bended down the line. Just boom. You're going to lose a couple of points just simply because you, you told the exact same story two weeks ago. You did for another answer. But it's, well, a good, it's a good story. Well, on, but man. he did come inside a lot. <laughs> that so was we're gonna, the question we should add answered. some. No, I know. I know it was. So maybe you should have I'm your... giving you points. I'm giving you seven points for it. It's a good, it's a good answer. It's just it was very familiar. <laughs> like halfway through, like, yeah, I know, I, I know how this ends. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we get it. So seven points. <laughs> Dubs. Um Mine's probably not as not as great as 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 those ones, but um, well, you were ne- we know you were never the morale booster, shaming, <laughs> self-aggrandizing by chance. No, no, um, but I think you you look back at your your career, your life, and people who had who were really impactful because they were probably involved in your life a lot, right? Whether it's a coach or a parent or a teacher or whomever. But I went from playing double A kind of not very high level soccer in, in St. Bruno to a triple A team. And over the course of that winter, like my technique and, and all of the skill um, that I acquired was, was incredible. And my game just got ratcheted up. 
and I was a starting midfielder on that team and we went to club championships that year. So we were in, we were in Toronto and actually it was sponsored by Snickers. And so they would throw Snickers bars, like the mini guys into the stands and like all my sisters to this day still can't eat a Snickers bar because they gorged themselves on Snickers. But playing at that tournament for Brossard, a referee won game um, because, you know, as a central midfielder, you're, you're closer to the referee than say a winger like, like Jimmy or Forrest as a goalkeeper. Just a passing comment had such an impact on me. And he just said we were winning the game quite easily. It was the waning moments of the game. And he just came kind of shoulder to shoulder with me. And he said, you know what? You keep going and you're going to make the women's national team one day. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I don't even know his name, but that seed hadn't been planted before that. And and I thought of that, you know, days after that and like years later where uh, – I, I still wasn't close. I'd made provincial teams, but I wasn't on the radar, say, for the national teams. And and that comment was enough to say, yeah, I can do it. So was I, that post-match you said that or during the match? No, it was like in the waning moments of the match, still on the pitch. The the game was still going. I know what his name was. His name was Herbert the, the Alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> was he a hammer referee in the pitch? <laughs> um, not a whiskey? Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you kids are an ass. <laughs> You're going to play a fucking car one day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, he didn't have to say it, and it ended up being such an impactful Fantastic. thing on my life. I'm not sure so it's appropriate, amazing. though, for a referee to be giving uh, a member of a team props during the match, though, you know? It was stoppage time. He was almost going to whistle. We were already winning, like, 5-1 or whatever. So cool. <laughs> it is a cool story, though. Yeah. Predestiny. Yeah, I'll give you 10 for that one, Dubs. That's Don't nice. be a dick, Charms. Okay, nine? No, ten's good. Give her a ten. I liked it. That was really cool. <laughs> Fortune telling. Why am I being a dick, Craig? Yeah. You think I'm giving you too many points? No. Oh. You're just pulling it apart. Well, I mean, come on. You're playing a mountain clear the scoreline. If you're the opponent and you're hearing the referee, you know, talking up an opponent, like that doesn't make you feel very good. Like, well, no wonder we're losing five nothing. This this ref's obviously biased. He didn't yell it. Yeah, he didn't like stop the game and hey, this girl, she's doing so well. She's gonna be on the national team. She keeps playing like this. He also <laughs> said there's gonna be this company called Twitter and uh you should invest in it. He also talked about <laughs> crypto coin and how you should buy some, Amy. He goes, Look, you'll be on the national team, but you should really get into this Bitcoin thing, specifically <laughs> Ethereum. And one you know, day they're going to have electric cars. You'll never believe this. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably told every girl the same thing and thought, one of them will probably make it, you know, and I'll look really good one day. <laughs> Fuck you, James Sherman. <laughs> good old Herb the alcoholic. <laughs> Ref Herb. All right, JC, most, uh, the biggest vote of confidence that you've ever had. Uh, well, I have a few, but I've won. Um, my, Years and years ago, I was uh, I had a bad breakup with someone, and I got in my car and I called Yuck Yucks in Toronto, and got myself on like the open mic night, and which I was just I was like fuck this, and so I drove whatever, got on stage, drank thirty beers right beforehand, and then I I thought I. I thought I bombed, but then I, I got a, like a, a standing ovation from the, from the people. Cause I did, I was doing pretending to have an accent and then I took the accent off and it went over well. But at the end of it, there's a man at the end of the other side of the stage. And he's like, 
come here. So he's like, he's like, it was really good. Don't hold the mic so close to your mouth, but I think you have a, a career in comedy. I think you should go look at, at Humber. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks man. And then I realized, so I did, I applied for Humber comedy and I got in, they bumped me up. So I did a, so I was a, a year ahead of everybody else. And that ended up being the, my downfall. Cause I didn't like it, but I found out the guy who said that I was good and to go do this was Mark Breslin, who owns Yuck Yucks, the guy who started it all. So he's had the biggest names in comedy have crossed his stage. And he gave me that that little like, hey, you're you're OK. Just keep going at it. And now I do comedy on Footy Prime, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so could it could it be yeah. that Mark Breslin tells every every comic the same thing and hoping that one of them makes it again? Yeah, like, I think uh, he gets a he gets a cut from Humber. I think every, yeah, for everyone he signs yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'll give you nine for that, JC. Sweet. Just the fact that you have the balls to, to stand up, do stand up. Because I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's amazing. It. Terrifying. Oh yeah. yeah. That's great. Um. I'll answer mine very quickly. Uh, probably the day that my missus um, said, yes, I'll give you my number because she was way above out of my league and uh, <laughs> pulled the old, uh, actually, I was probably drunk too. Miles. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you, can I get your number? And not just that, but she did the old spinorama. I got the, uh, the, the napkin from the bar and did the mm. shoulder right. <gasps> the shoulder right is pretty big, right? You feel, okay, yeah. this, this will guarantee a, few dates might get the sex at some point as well just <laughs> the from the sex. shoulder just from the shoulder um number because that's that just, it means more right. than just yeah i love that one it's great doesn't happen very often was it the right the word though? sex in that i i think that's a huge one what's that sorry 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 craig are you were gonna say something um what was i saying <laughs> i don't know no forrest said was it the right number Wait, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. it was just it was just like number six yeah there's yeah. my fucking number six here's, that's 69 here's my no phone number oh here's my phone number sharms looks at it and goes there's only four words four, four numbers here it was 69 your first date would have been impressive oh my god impressive, wouldn't it yeah, that's confident. It's it's not a yeah. first date kind of thing though. It's just so clumsy, isn't it? Well, it's a meal for two. <laughs> Five more points, Craig. Five more points. All right, listen, we gotta get moving on. We're an hour and twenty in. Jesus oh Christ! Right, uh, we must get to a few little things here. We get to. Um, hey, wait, so, wait! Oh. I've already calculated, and but I'm not going to go through all. But the winner today with. With that added four, five points is Craig Forrest. Hey, 45, hey. 45 and a half out of 40 points. Craig. Wow. Yeah, because he kept getting more added on. So there you go, Craig. You've got a 9.5, an 11, a 10, and a 15 at the end. So because of the five Beautiful. added. All right, uh, let's get a footy picks. Then we've got a couple of things at the end of the show. Are you ready? Uh, footy picks. So, uh, DJ Melody. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. footy picks. Footy picks. Footy picks. You're betting this week for the supporters club. Uh, after messing it last week, you lost anyway last week, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so uh, our supporters club have chosen Liverpool to beat Forest, Leeds to beat Huddersfield, and Twente to beat Vitesse Arnhem. Uh, that Put a Twente on that. 
dollars will pay $19.85 when they get it right. And our uh, TonyBet.ca wager this week is we have Man City over Everton in the Women's Super League. We have Liverpool beating Forest. We have Ipswich beating Plymouth. We have Spurs beating Palace, Newcastle beating Wolves, and Inter Milan beating Genoa. That will see our $5 turn into $50. And our Tony Bet community pick, you vote, we bet, charity wins. Manchester United, 6.4%. Draw was 10.6%. And Man City with a strong 83%. So we'll bet on Man City to take the... That's a, a derby, right? That'd be a derby, those two teams? Mm-hmm. Man City, Man U, yeah. yeah. Okay. So from the the Manchester city. derby. Okay, beautiful. Um, so I'm looking at the rundown here, and I see uh, we have uh, we have a Licky Likey, yeah? Shall we roll some Licky Likeys? There we go. Let's just play it through here. I don't even know what we're getting here. No. Looky Likey, it's one of the best bits of fun you'll ever have in a night. Trust me, just do it. Just look for Looky Likey. Brilliant. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Neil Warnock. And who, who is that? And Griphook from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh God. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? You guys, I was dying when I was putting that together. It was also on Monday during Pink Shirt Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it also looks like? Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's a great looking likey. Seamless too. That's right. I like that. Gonna tighten all that up. All right. Beautiful. All right. So that's our <laughs> most recent looky likey. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, very quickly, big news this week uh, was that dubs. You chatted with uh, Rian, who, of course, mm-hmm. got the Welsh job this week, and she is back and staying with the broadcast. She got permission from the Welsh FA. Yep, she was never gone, you guys. Everybody was quite concerned. I was concerned. She's. We know how smart she is. We know that she's got a unique perspective. Um, plus, she's my friend, and I love her, <clears throat> and I wanted her selfishly to still be on it, and she can do that now. And... I forget who it was on uh, Twitter, and I was really fucking jealous that I didn't come up with it. But now it's a broadcast. Get it? Yeah. Oh, a broadcast. That's a clever. broadcast. Yeah. Yes. I was like, that's amazing. Why didn't I think of that? Whose idea was that? I have to go back. I think it's Callie, Callie Mingo on Twitter, which is mm. definitely not her real name, but Callie just Mingo. Well, that's just, brilliant. I think that's really clever. That's that's yes. brilliant. Yeah. But we love that. To have, yeah. Um, is it true that, that she basically told the Welsh FA, listen, it's, it's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. e- either you say yes or I ain't, I ain't signing this contract. Yeah, it was obviously a deal breaker. Yeah. No, no that's such great. an afterthought, but we're so pleased that it's a, that's a positive answer. And you'll have her on the broadcast, a broadcast next week? Yes, discussing one that might fit in. But yes, we should be scheduled to have a broadcast next week. And Claire will hopefully um, be back on as well. We Even if it's just an space. hour even if it's just an hour of you asking Rian all the great questions of how this all became. I mean, yeah. Jimmy had a, some great questions for her. That would be a one-on-one interview with Footy Prime 
on the new Welsh manager of the women's national side. Mm, That's, and what is yeah. it? Sorry, I didn't know how to pronounce the Welsh terminology. Cirrus or Cira? Or what's <laughs> like, it? like we do. Quimre, isn't it? Quim, was it no, it's in it Gaelic or it's in Wales, uh, Welsh. Sorry. Isn't it Simru? Simru? Is it Simru? I, I don't know. You would like probably know, Jimmy. Yeah. You we'll have to ask Rian. I think it's similar. Is this, it's not yeah. hard. It's not hard cut. I thought That's, it was. Yeah, sure. I'm Sinky. It's, 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 it's a C Y C Y M R U. Yeah, but how do you pronounce it? I thought, it, I thought it was similar. Well, listen. Let's, let's get some trivia, some Welsh trivia yeah. for uh, for Rian on a broadcast. That'd be quite funny, right? Yeah. Get to pronounce name. But did Welsh. you see her? Because they had their, her first official media day was yesterday, yeah. and she mm-hmm. was brilliant. She was I mean, like, like you would expect, but I mean, they're they're in great hands with her. There might be another in to get Ryan Reynolds in the show as well. Let's work that. This is true. At some point, she's going to meet him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great part of uh, the next season of uh, what's it called? This is Wrexham. Welcome, yeah, welcome to, to Wrexham. Wrexham. And yeah, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool's coming out. He's my nemesis, eh? Ryan Reynolds. He doesn't know he's my nemesis, but he's my nemesis. <laughs> I thought it was Kevin Blue was your nemesis. No, well, he will be my Canadian nemesis. Kevin right. Blue. Intelligent, good looking. Yeah. With the phone. Yeah. Exactly. All right, everyone. Um, oh, my God. We are Footy Prime. is our website, by the way. Uh, we put more and more content on there. Keep checking it out. Um, and, of course, Did you see my video? Forget, it was great. I put it up there. It was brilliant. It was excellent. See the video really at prime.com. It's on the front page front page of the uh, wearefreedyprime.com right now so take a look at it and feel free to comment on the blog whether you like it or not maybe it's terrible it's up to you I think it's pretty great this has been Footy Prime my thanks to fubotv.com and tonybet.ca of course uh, we're back on Monday JC you're laughing why are you laughing <laughs> I just thought of a meal for two <laughs> 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 This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. And visit wearefootyprime.com and sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> Casey just got it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Comedy guess, over there. Well, just, guess, uh, just, just got the joke. A <laughs> 